0: Welcome to the British Chamber of Commerce in Taipei's podcast, hosted by me, Steve Parker. This is a series that's going to bring a fresh perspective to leadership, motivation, and how to succeed. We'll be talking to a diverse range of CEOs, leaders, and people in the business, world-class talent, as we like to call them. And I've certainly got world-class talent today. Abby Sher is here. Abby I've known for a very long time. She's the Managing Director of Ogilvy PR Taiwan, which is, I think people know who it is, one of APAC's largest and most dynamic PR agencies. Um cutting-edge technology, you're famous for all this kind of new technology, digital media, all that kind of stuff. She's got a Master's in International Management. Um, She's very global in her thinking, but also came, as we'll find out, from quite humble beginnings. I've been working together with Abby for a long time now, and we've worked together on a number of programs. Um, Through the British Chamber of Commerce, we run a young professional mentoring scheme, and uh, Abby has been a mentor on that program. And we've also had a very strong women in business program for a number of years. And Abby was not only served on the committee that we have for that, but has been a speaker at a number of our events and you've also been involved in our Women in Business Mentoring Program. And on top of all this, uh, you're an author now, Abby, I think, mm-hmm, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have an
0: English name for the title of your book yet?
1: <laughs> Not yet. Not
0: yet. All right. So we'll be naming this in English. But for those who understand Chinese, it's San de Sikao. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. And it's a really interesting book, and it touches on a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today. But I want to start by just asking you something. If, if somebody else was talking about you, what three things... Right. Do you think they would say that kind of describe who you are?
1: Thanks, Steve. Very nice to meet you guys here. I position myself as a professional manager. So I work uh, on a very famous company uh, called Ogilvie. So people know about me because my company first. And I also was the first intern to grow to managing director, which is, uh, people will always call me Li. That's the, the, the reason my book uh, name come from. And the second thing I like to say, I really believe helping people is also helping myself. So when I join your mentor program, I'm so happy I can help young people to grow because I can see from my, uh, my, my growing history, um, I got a lot a lot of help from others. so I really want to uh, return those favor to younger people. And the third thing is I uh, have been working for V for 27 years. I always feel like first day at work. Uh, it's, it's so lucky because I can find a job I really like and I am also passionate about it. To be honest, I don't think I'm uh, um, the kind of a smart, person uh, from my background. Uh, I grew up from the, um, my, my parents run a small uh, restaurant and th- and do a very small business. So um, from uh, in my book, I, I always remember um, the only time uh, our family can have uh, dinner together actually is the, the day of year, year end. And even for the family, we don't time. We have to help the uh, my parents to, uh, to run the business. So it, that made, made me think about my future whether I want to have a similar life like this or I can create my own. But uh, because I am not good at examination, so I decided to follow my heart. Um, I was uh, t- I was talkative. I really want to help people uh, in my uh, in my school time um, when my friends they broke up. So I were eager to uh, to push them to talk to each other whether they can get back together or not. This is what I usually do when I uh, was in the high school. In my university, I major in mass communication, and I uh, apply for internship in my university. Actually, the OGRE VPR is my last one. So... I um, joined the radio station, I, I, I applied the TV station for the TV program, producer, and then in PR agency. So I from all the journey, I realized this is something I like. So um, I, I, will, I will advise the young people, if we can uh, give you yourself more time to discover what you really like. And... Um, It saves more time and energy because when people ask me why you can uh, stay in one company for so long I will always tell them if you have done the right decision for the first time Actually, that means you don't need to waste your energy to change. It doesn't mean uh, I stay in the same company And I don't change because in my career in my company, they change all the time so for me, every day is something like I have to uh, try to reach out the different areas, uh, knowledge, or I can read a lot of article, and I can practice the uh, technology or the thinking in my client cases, make sure the work we produce is actually effective for them. And I can uh, really share, also learn from my client, is very important. And from what i learn i can share i can teach i can uh i can really involve my team to see they can grow from the career as well so i can help my client to succeed i can help my uh boss they can he can get a promotion i can also <laughs> uh help my staff they can learn more skill
0: i want to talk a little bit about this because one of the All things right? i want to talk about leadership is not just like it's not just the big picture right a lot of leaders talk about what they do to kind of get them in the leadership frame of mind? Do you have a process that you go through every day? Is there something that makes you kind of like go from sleep to wake to work?
1: Right, um, I'm, I'm a mother, I have a, I have a kid for, uh, he's uh, 15 years old. So uh, I think I become, um, I become a morning animal since I have uh, the new baby. It has been 15 years, and I experienced a totally new lifestyle because um, from the past, I might uh, sleep late and get up late lately. But uh, after, it uh, seems uh, uh, 15 years ago, and I uh, I try to manage my life from the uh, six o'clock I get up in the morning and make sure that everything is in order and when the, my kid goes to school, and I arrive office uh, like seven or eight o'clock, and start my days, we was quite quiet. I spend my time dealing with my kids, you know, in the morning, probably one and. Um, one and a half hour, so I have to go to office directly to make sure. Uh, before everybody go into office, I can make make the prioritize over the the, the day and make sure why is uh, why is the um, the client is going to complain. So I have to fix the problem before they call me. You know, all the time and fire. I would I would say I would like a fireman. Uh, sometimes I have to make sure when I leave the office that thing have has been done by everything. And I I will go home, I will tell my, my staff, um, from the six o'clock to the ten o'clock, uh, this is my family time. So don't call me. But I will I will show up around uh ten thirty. If you have something you can call me then. I will respond as soon as possible. So it's become a um, a very mature uh, understanding and mutual, it become a mutual understanding for me and my team.
0: You mentioned this thing which touches on this work-life balance, right? Because right. you talked about choices that you have to make. You have a family, right. so you have to look after the family. You talked about creating this space, right, 6 till 10. That is your family space right, right. where you're looking after your responsibilities, right. whatever they may be. Right. And then you're back on from like 10, 10 30, Right. Um, I saw an interview, not an interview, I I was lucky enough to meet the global head of Nestle once who was asked about work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, when you've got a job like mine, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not about work-life balance. It's about when the client calls you or the stockholders call you or the shareholders call you or the board calls you two or three in the morning, you have to answer the call. Yeah, yeah. This seems like...
1: Totally agree. Uh, Especially for the... uh, public relations job, we have a major um, task actually is calling crisis management. And, you know, the crisis is not coming uh, from Monday to Friday. It always comes from Saturday or Sunday morning, you know. So um, on call, I never turn off my mobile phone, never ever, because I didn't know uh, what is coming you know, for for the kind crisis. So this has become my lifestyle. But it doesn't mean I don't have uh, um, my own time. Me time is so important to me as well. So I kind of agree. We have duty all the time because uh, our job is not um, like... from nine to six o'clock it's a regular job because now we have to manage uh, company's operation, we have to manage company profit and loss, we have to make sure our, our people is growing, and the most uh, important is the company reputation as well. So um, so we have to um, in negotiate uh, from time and our life. Sometimes if you can see uh, ta- your, your, your life and your work are two person and you can you have to make them talk to each other I, I, if now you have more responsibility um, for example if you want to have a promotion and, and it's mean a lot to you and I will recommend that you, you should talk to your wife or your husband or your family. Say now I need more time to work. So whether you can, uh, you can, re- you can receive kids at six o'clock and make sure they can have uh, their dinner, and we'll come back at 10, something like that. So the, f- the, the three months or the six months, I will, I will need to focus more on my job.
0: This is super interesting. This is this negotiation for life. Right? And You've job. Got people talk about right. managing. You don't. It's not just managing your work. It's not. It's managing the people around you. It's managing your relationships. It's managing your time. All of these things. And people think of managing as kind of a work thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, managing is just taking care of right, what's around right, right, you. Right. right so, right, right. and this other thing you, t- you touch on, which I think is really interesting, is this idea of honesty. Right. Mm-hmm. Going into your office or going into your relationships or going into your family mm-hmm. and talking about. This is what I need. Right. This is what's happening with me. Here's what I need to be successful. Right. And then just having yeah, an honest I mean, conversation I mean. with people. And I, It sounds like you've developed a kind of a, uh, a nurturing environment right. in your office.
1: Right. Uh, that's because I made a lot of, of mistakes. Uh, when I was uh, joined the Ogilvy for the uh, for the first and second years, I actually I was I was sick because I didn't know how to manage the a lot of uh, working pressure. And my colleagues, they were so excellent. Everybody have a uh, great ability, and I didn't know how to manage that. So I I don't dare to ask any stupid questions. So, um, so I think this is. Um, inc- there's also one thing to encourage me to write the story on my book because I I want to tell young people. Um, if you need help, you just go and ask. Just don't hide in yourself because it's not definitely not healthy.
0: Hmm, I'm hearing this thing. Dare to ask. Right. Right. I find right. a lot of people. I think is uh, especially you know we live in a reasonably traditional place taiwan Mm
1: -hmm. and there's uh
0: you know i guess the whole of asia in some ways is considered to be more traditional more conservative in some ways compared to certain places and this idea of actually asking you know coming in and saying i need your help or or even going to the boss and saying hey boss i'm struggling with this thing i want to do it right show the intention but but i'm struggling and it sounds like you went through that as a as a young intern and then as a as a new employee and now I think what I've seen of you, and I've known you for a long time, <laughs> I've seen you, uh, you know, you've, you've taken, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce that we've been working with, you've, you've done intern programs with us, you've been a mentor for a number of people, and I've seen you work with those mentors, and you're very, very good with those mentors. Right. Uh, with those mentees, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing, doesn't it? But uh, you're very good at working with the kind of the next generation. Right, um, How does that work in your... In your in your company, do you do you see that there is a difference?
1: Uh, it's totally different thinking because most of people will say that um, our company has to um, to do the the major change, which is digital transformation. And the, the boss will always tell their staff, "Say, okay, guys, we are we have to change. You have to make sure our our company uh, is on the right direction to." digital trans- transformation, I will always tell my friend. actually most of them are CEO and the senior as me, I will tell them, um, say, um, actually for the young people, they have no problem to do the digital transformation because they are digital animals. From, from the, the day they, they were born, actually it's digital world. It's you has to make sure you can learn a digital skill and that's you have to change your mindset not them, okay, so this is the first thing you have to learn from the young people. It doesn't mean that you have to give up all your skill, okay, but you can keep your intelligence and you can keep your business sense, but if you go to digital thing, you have to um, dare to ask young people, to ask them what's the new platform, uh, or who are the, the most popular KOL, you know, just don't pretend that you're better than them, right? You can, you you might be better than them in uh, make sure that what's the issue for a client, what's the brand asset of the client. But going to the execution from the digital stuff, which is everybody needs, you have to uh, make sure that ma- the young people's um, intelligence or the experience is all with you, and make sure together. Uh, with the intelligence, we can come up with a good idea for the client. I think this is the basic mindset that the young, uh, the the CEO, or the the senior manager should have.
0: So you're talking about the change in leadership is actually a change in leadership. It's not in, It's uh, not a change in style, right? It's, right but actually, right. as you get to a certain leadership position, you also need to understand that it's impossible for you to know everything. We uh, we ran a workshop for right. some uh, for some senior leaders. And one of the interesting things that came up from this was this idea of trust, that actually what you have now in the world is a lot of people who are doing multiple different things. So they'll be super skilled in something, right? But their position is not CEO. And the issue is that leadership now is having trouble trusting people who aren't in a position called leader. And so they're talking about the new leadership is actually project-based.
1: And this is a, a project manager, with so-called PM. PM is kind of a, a job. Um, there's a task force. Maybe there's a multi-task force. The, the leader probably like a director level. But for me, if I join a task, I will be the member. I'm not a leader. So whatever he or she say, I will, okay, I raise my hand, I, I show my idea, but the decision has to depend on the group or he, because he is a, a final call. And I totally agree. The leader can do everything very well. He probably can do one specific area, but he has to rely on the people's help and younger people. And just like you said, specific talents is definitely needed.
0: So I think it's been a a fascinating interview with Abby Shear. Some of the things that I got out of today were this idea of failure being something you embrace, creating your own future, following your heart, but at the same time caring for people around you. What I I heard was Abby talking about how uh, she looks after the next generation because she herself was looked after. And the last thing that I really thought was very interesting was this idea of talking about negotiation, managing your work life, managing your private life, and daring to ask for what you need. So I think we've got some fantastic insights today from Abby, and I really thank her very much for coming to the studio. This podcast will be broadcast on ICRT. It'll also be available on the ICRT website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your podcasts are available. Just search for the British Chamber of Commerce in Taipei, And you can also check out our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or you can head to our own website, bcctaipei.com. We'll see you next time.